I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. Frank Skinner. This is Frank Skinner with Gareth and Emily. Hi, Frank. Hello. Or slightly change the bill in there. It's <laughs> Emily and Gareth. Don't squabble. Oh. I'll tell you. Well, let's just before we even start what one might call a structured conversation. Ha ha. Mm. I was uh, walking along the south bank of the River Thames. You spend a lot of time round there, don't yeah, you? Yeah. Well, I live quite nearby. Oh, that's true. And I. I don't know if you... I think I've mentioned this before. I There are a lot of uh, street... Oh, I can't really call them entertainers. People that stand around asking for money. In, but, you know, not... I don't mean people who are begging. I mean people who are painted gold and, and all playing the oh, banjo yeah. or stuff like that. Yeah. A variety of uh, street people. And some of them are very good. And mm. some of them are completely rubbish. There's, I mean, there's a bloke now who's appeared who just wears a polar bear suit. And, you know, that... Is that difficult? That's not enough. You need to sing for your supper. Yes. Anyway, so I'm walking down there. Well, uh, was it three days ago? It may have been four. And I saw um, a man in a Scooby-Doo outfit. Hmm. And again, I'm thinking, that's not, you know, that is not like painting yourself gold and keeping absolutely still. No. Or juggling or whatever. That's just wearing an outfit. You're going to get money for that? And not only that, but you know Scooby-Doo got a long, thick neck, thick, mm. muscular neck. Oh, yes, and the little nice, attractive chain round it as well, it, the collar. Exactly. What this guy had is, obviously, if you're wearing the costume, you have to look through the neck to give it the, the necessary height. Right. And the gauze wasn't there. <laughs> so what he had was quite a large gap oh. between um, Scooby-Doo's chest, if, if a dog has a chest. Does a dog have a chest? Hmm. Okay. Between Scooby-Doo's chest, he's up a haunch. Haunches, yeah. yeah. Isn't his haunches at the back? Oh, I don't shoulders. know. Do they have shoulders? I I've got a diagram anyway. of dogs. Do dogs have shoulders? I don't know. They're That's this week's phone in, ladies and gentlemen. Where do they cry? Uh, yeah, exactly. They must just cry on each other's backs. Mm. Haunches. <laughs> well, you've got that slight dip, I have to say, which is quite handy for mm. sobbing. Yeah. Just rest mm. your chin on that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so he's got this big gap in the middle of... Right. So what he's done, he's obviously thought, well, I can't just have my face yeah. showing to That's going to look ridiculous. So um, he uh, he's wearing a chimpanzee mask. <laughs> <laughs> so what you got? you got Scooby-Doo, right? Much-loved cartoon, you know, canine <laughs> uh, character. And... At his throat, emerging from his severed throat <laughs> is a chimpanzee's head, like some terrible <laughs> mashup of Alien. <laughs> alien One, I think we should call it now in yeah. retrospect. And, uh, and, and Scooby-Doo. It's a horrific genetic experiment. And there was a wow. kid standing <laughs> looking at him. I couldn't see any parents. I was just a tiny child looking. Well, that doesn't surprise me. Looking... Just like dissatisfied, mm. get you, the look on the child's face was no, I'm not having this. <laughs> That's just not good enough. No, it just raises a lot of questions. That one, are you sure it wasn't a chimpanzee inside the Scooby Doo? Because mm. that is that that's something to see. 
yeah. Yeah. But if it was not convincing... I, 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 really... I, now you come to mention, I'd like to see a chimpanzee in a Scooby-Doo, <laughs> especially stitched in. Mm. <laughs> so it was like struggling to get out. Yeah. Mm. To, was it like... <laughs> <laughs> what a fabulous combo that could be. Was it the fairground owner pretending to be Scooby-Doo to try and get the oh. people off the scent and he was wearing a chimp mask and at the end of the episode they would have to take two costumes off? Wait a minute, it's not Scooby at all. It's... Oh, it's a chimpanzee! <laughs> no, no, it's not. No, no, look, if you take the chimp mask off, no, it's a fairground owner. Well, I'm liking oh, yeah. I'm liking mm. the babushka doll element of <laughs> yeah. Series of I said the babushka, the babushka Maybe doll. Maybe there'd be other masks underneath. That's possible. Yeah? I think I saw the lead singer um, from Niles Barkley. <laughs> <laughs> also dressed as uh, Barney, the dinosaur. Mm. Ah. I'm becoming slightly obsessed with Gnarls Barkley. I don't, know what, it, I don't yeah. know what it is. Quite late in the day. I think if the I may singer's add. got a new song out. I think the singer's got a new song out. You're the singer's maybe got a new it. song out. Yes, <laughs> the singer's got a new song out. I think. Uh, I think Gnarls Barkley was the notes <laughs> from uh, Scooby Doo's throat specialist. <laughs> <laughs> it's Latin. <laughs> oh, oh God, laugh we may. And anyway, I also, um, I went to see uh, Placebo. Oh, how you was f- that? You a fan of Placebo? Um, I can take him or leave him, love. Can you, what what you did they I... do? What did they do? What do you know? What music? songs did they, they did do? Their songs. What songs did they do? They did the never, e- the never Ending Why? The Never no, Ending Story, Lamal, that's more like <laughs> it. Yeah, we know it if I heard Never it. Ending Why is very... Well, we played it on the show once, shows right. how much attention you pay. It's about, it's a sort of, we'll a, Buddhist, of it's a Buddhist <laughs> thing. All right. Yeah. Um, and how was the gig, Frank? Well, I, I mean, the music was was uh, was fabulous. Mm. But I was I, I was standing. It was at the Brixton Academy. Oh. And I'd been there. Well, not probably not seven or eight minutes when a missile <laughs> um, shot past me, and it was um, it was a the plastic. Russians. It was a plastic. Yeah. <laughs> it was a scud. <laughs> um, it turned out it was the never-ending Y fronts. <laughs> not the never-ending what? No. And I'm sniffing a lot now. I hate that. I hate to hear that on uh, on oh, radio. Oh, it's your nightclubbing days. No, I think it's me laser work. I think it's, I think <laughs> yeah. it's it, the inner tendrils. Yeah, they pierced the. Do you remember the inner tendrils? What a band they were. I saw them at um, Nebworth in '74. <laughs> no, you didn't. So, um, what so, a gig that was! I was tied dye head to foot. Frank, I want to know about the missiles. Yeah, so it, that's what, what Nikita Khrushchev once said. I think that's the first Nikita Khrushchev <laughs> quote of the of the afternoon. <laughs> so, yes, so um, you know they take they, they only give you uh, plastic glasses and bottles and stuff. So oh, yeah. you know, normally yeah. you're quite safe. But what someone had done, they'd filled this plastic glass with ice. Oh. oh. So it, I mean, it went. I actually got one of the ice cubes. Actually, did fall upon me. Oh. And I was a bit splattered, but the whole thing thumped into the ground quite heavy. Because I'm in, standing amidst the crowd, you, you know, you're a sitting um, duck. Mm. And then I thought, well, you know, there's always one. And then not long after, a, a plastic bottle filled with something, who knows, that crunched into the floor. And I'm sort of thinking, well, they, you know, they could even be aiming at me. Yeah. You know, it could be some vicious anti-celebrity Thing. Well, it was it full or were you just standing on your own in the room? <laughs> yeah, this was an hour after it had finished. <laughs> yeah. I was looking for a contact lens. <laughs> no, I, it was it was it was full, yeah. Okay, but I 
I think well, these things come in threes. The, the gigs, mm. you know, the gig was was great, and so I think isn't isn't this like life? Is what I said to someone I was with. I said, "Isn't this isn't this like life that we stand here and we watch the bright lights, listen to the lovely music, knowing that any second there could be a horrible bang at the back of our head and it's all over." Wow, we're on the floor. Sorry, well, I can't hear you. The music playing. <laughs> I said, "Isn't this like life?" <laughs> it was a bit like that. Yeah. What was it? What's that with you? I don't think uh, so. I like the someone. What I was songs with? do they do? I might have been there. They did. I tell you what, um, the sing, the lead singer Brian Malcolm, he's one of the great rock frontmen. I would have said of the modern generation. Oh, controversial. Well, I think so. Do you not okay. agree? Yes, you were. But he's got um, <gasps> he's got dyed black straight hair, now, and he's quite a gothic. He's, he's, he's quite gothica. Mm. And he's gone for a black and white in the sort outfit. of an elderly goth. Halle Berry. I don't think he's that. It's about, um, it's about early forties, I would say. No. Yes. You see. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Miss Jell. Anyway, um, so he's gone for the straight jet black hair, yeah. a bit of mascara, and he's gone for like a black and white outfit. And honestly, like I squinted my eyes. It could have been Gemma Arterton from the Centrinians <laughs> movie, yeah. which gave an odd angle to the whole mm. evening. But I don't know if is this just me? Mm-hmm. I hate it when comedians say that because it means they're going to say something that's just rubbish. But I'll try and I'll try and break that mould. Wherever I stand at a gig, wherever, whatever part of the crowd, I can be in the depths of the marsh, I can be on the fringes, wherever I am, it's always a bloody corridor. People always oh, think, yeah. oh, there's, that's a good mm. place to go through, right next to that bloke. Mm. And constantly, people with like five pints of beer, you know, going past, fat, sweaty, and of course at a gig they just walk straight into you. Have you ever got to the people you're hanging out with? It could be that, that, because those are the fat, sweaty people, presumably, with beers coming to stand next to you. Don't go to a gig with an archway. That's what I find people feel (laughs) Well, I thought I'll take an an archway. In some cases, a photo opportunity. I have to say, exactly the same thing happened to me at the fall. Because we we were standing in a thoroughfare. Lots of men rubbing up against you. We were standing in a (laughs) thoroughfare at the fall. A thoroughfare at the fall? Yeah. Thoroughfare. Not easy (laughs) to say, is it? I'm going to write that down next to my uh, red leather, yellow leather note. (laughs) And some tongue twisters to keep me occupied on the way to the football games. Should my um, 6 CD um, cartridge break down? Do you think there's enough rides here? Yeah, it's a thoroughfare. Anyway, do you want to know what happened to me that. this week? Um, well, I haven't, I haven't finished yet. Oh, God, I don't know. At the end, balloons, balloons were dropped from the ceiling. And the tumblers oh. were dropping balloons at the gig. You can't hide them. They have to be in a big net. Everyone walks and looks yeah, up it. and thinks, balloons oh, balloons, balloons later. <laughs> yeah. Look forward to that. And all these balloons came down. And I thought balloons a bit harder to sort of, you know, gothic, rocky, rocky yeah, kind of. And then when they reached us, uh, they had um, death and fear written on them. Hmm. And I couldn't help worrying that the people that make those balloons, they probably knock up happy 70th birthday as well. And if there'd been a mix-up in the, <laughs> in the cardboard cases, I mean, that could have been a horrible... Ruin night. See, can it? I be honest? I think that might be the moment at which placebo, and I know they're personal friends of you, so I don't want to put you well, in a position. Well, they're not personal. I just think they, you know, I like them. No, but you've got a connection with them, haven't you? I Family have a, connection. Well, I might have. Yeah. So I don't want to put you in an awkward position. However, I, I speak as I find, and I do feel that the balloons with death and fear printed on them, I think that's the tipping point. 
I think as soon as you start printing the balloons, if they were scrawled in some way, mm. but I think it's, they've gone too commercial, they've crossed over now, Frank. Oh, so as a general rule of thumb, you'd see that as the beginning yeah, of the end. I would, I'm afraid. The promotional balloon is not good for a rock band. Yeah, it's a bad meeting. <laughs> Don't you think? So what should we have printed on the balloons? Um, Switzerland and Macbeth. No, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> okay, something more gothy. Death and fear. Death and fear. Mm. Okay. Did I ever tell you I went to that Niles Bartley gig? <laughs> And at the end, there was purple balloons dropped in the shape of Barney the dinosaur. Mm. <laughs> what are they getting at with all that dinosaur stuff? Gnarls. I don't know. So, so sorry, anyway, I, I interrupted you. Anyway, I held a taxi this week. So the story does involve a taxi driver. You held a taxi? I hailed a taxi. Oh, I was going to say, have you been hanging out with those world's strongest <laughs> men again? The taxi lifting. Oh, oh, don't remind me. I love those strong men. Um... And the things didn't start very well. The relationship with the taxi driver and myself got off to a bad start because mm. he was a bit grumpy. And when I told him where I was going, my destination, he said, well, I hope you got change. I can't bear it people ain't got change. I, can't, I don't like it when they say that. No, I mean, that started off on the yeah. wrong foot before you've even... The pressure's on. Yeah. So I scrabbled around in my coin purse. I had enough. Got in the back, sitting there. Suddenly, a woman walks past. Attractive. Handsome, I'd say. Late 30s to early 40s. Handsome woman. I'd like to... Can I, can I just stop you there? How do you distinguish that between an attractive woman and a handsome woman? I felt the handsome to you was slightly... Um, it was down, you felt down it was a notch. on the scale. I yes. think it's to do with the moustache. <laughs> no, handsome was just that she was well turned out, if mm. you know what I mean. Mm. So it might have been more to do with the clothing and the way she kind of collected herself, rather than her features. OK, so not really a core beauty. More exactly. Of a, uh, someone who made well, the best you of a would bad think. job. It's interesting well, you should say that, Frank Skinner. Because as I sit there and she walks past, we're stuck in traffic, taxi driver goes, oh, I can't wheel whistle. Wilf whistle? <laughs> Can you wolf whistle? That's it, what he did. A wolf whistle is how you call your gardener. <laughs> wolf. I can't do it, which I think shows me in a very good light, but Gareth can. You can as well, dirty pervert. I haven't done it. I, I, I don't know if I've ever done it as a lady. Filthy pervert. Well, certainly not when I'm in the back of the cab. No, no, no. How rude not. is that? What, out of 100? Yeah. 82. Thank you. So, Frank, so I did a very Emily Dean thing. I went, oh, God. Well, yeah. Oh, God. Sit that. What, yeah, I think that's all right. And then I sort of crossed my legs quite aggressively. I don't know why I did that. Oh, I ate it when you did that. <laughs> that little cloud of dust. Shut up. Um, so, and yeah. did, he, did he register your disapproval? Well, I think he could tell, but I wonder whether he was doing it on purpose. I can't Stop. believe people still do that. I know. It was, so, it was like something of a Benny Hill So sketch. 70s. Also, how rude when I'm in the cab. If he's going to wolf whistle at anyone, it should be at me, the paying customer. <laughs> Don't you think? Well, I mean, what if a dog? What if a dog had run out of an adjoining house? <laughs> hey, that could have been a road accident. It could have been a pileup. But for the duration of that journey, all the attention should have been on me as well. It's a bit well, of a claustrophobic. I like it when they look at the road. Um, now, I used to have a, a driving instructor. Yeah. And I mean, he was actually teaching me to drive, and he was <laughs> on believe. I mean, what, obviously, this was obviously. We're, going, we're in the 70s now. Yeah. But he would honestly wind down the window and go, whoa, I darling, boy, what are you doing after? I mean, unbelievable. And I'm I'm trying to, I'm nervously sitting there, you know. Oh, you can't do that. So we go, oh, darling, nice legs. Uh, <gasps> second exit, the next. I mean, 
Well, you actually in the film Confessions of a Driving Instructor. Well, I, Robin I, Asquith. I, I, you know, I, I, want, I was at a theatre once and Robin Asquith was on in... Uh, I think it was Arturo Ui he was playing in. <laughs> and um, I saw him in a corridor completely naked. I thought, <laughs> does he not ever wear clothes? <laughs> that must Asquith. have been a Royal Variety performance if you saw him naked. Yeah, so anyway, so the taxi driver, so it was quite unpleasant. And as I got out... It was made worse because I had very high heels on. So to heap insult upon injury, he then said, um, huh, I don't know how you women walk in them things. I don't know how you walk in them. Yeah. Sounds like a charmer. So I said something Lovely really man. nasty. What did you say? It was a bit Pete Burns what I said. Go on. I said, oh, well, we can all do with a couple of extra inches, love, can't we? <gasps> wow. Oh. oh. Not on his neck. <laughs> and all the levels of meaning. Really, yeah, exactly. Quite... I wonder, I mean, imagine now that. That's probably still burning. Well, yeah. he carried on trying to talk to me. Did he? Even though you'd left he the said, well, 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 I'm not going to battle <laughs> to the death with you, man. No. You've taken my money. Good day. Did you tip him? <laughs> Did I, how? Fair enough. Yeah. Well, I went to see uh, Michael Caine in conversation at the BFI recently. Oh. And... Uh, they were asking him about whether he'd uh, ever wanted to be in a, in a Hitchcock movie. And he said, well, I was offered uh, the part in Frenzy of the murderer. He said, but it was a murderer who um, he killed women with the necktie. Oh. He said, and I'd got, you know, a wife and two daughters. I didn't think it was right. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, that's an interesting sort of anti-sexist <laughs> stance, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> so when he played people like, like in Get Carter, who... Killed people. Oh, he, he also played a transvestite serial killer in Dressed to Kill. Did he? Mm. Oh, that's all right. One of my favourite films. My but parents a, used to let me watch it. But what an odd way to yeah. d- decide on the part. It reminded me when Alan Shearer was uh, in uh, a questionnaire with Alan Shearer when they said, who's your favourite Spice Girl? He's obviously going back on everyone. He used to yeah. get asked that. And he said, uh, I'd rather not answer that. I've got a lovely wife and family. <laughs> Calm down. No one's you suggesting you set them up in a mistress flat. No. I'm just saying, which is your favourite? Yeah, you know, every, everyone used to ask that then about who's your favourite Spice Girl. It's like, what's your favourite mini milk flavour? Chocolate. Yeah. I Thank used you. to say Mel C to be, you know, to be different. Did you? No, that's not to be different. That I can imagine she would have been. Well, of course, I thought it was... I got it mixed up. I thought I was thinking Mel B. That was before I came up with my... Uh, oh, yeah. Mel Black, Mel Caucasian thing. <laughs> Still, that wouldn't happen again. Oh, hold on a minute, I'm scratching. You've got a lumbago. I tell you what annoyed me this what? week. Prince Charles. Prince Charles? You know Prince Charles? <laughs> yeah, well, I always think Charles de Gaulle. I think, you know, I, like, I prefer that to Charles. He was talking about um, modern... He was Obviously, he was talking about the goons, which is what basically what he talks about which, to say that he's in touch with popular culture. Yeah. yeah. And he said... Um, I have the quote here. He talked about modern comedians, and he said uh, that the trouble is it was witless humour. Mm. Can you have witless humour, by the way? Well, well exactly. I do my best. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think I've got some in the, the, the inside of my eye. Oh, no, that's vitreous humour. Oh. Um, or is it aqueous? No, it's both. Um, he said, witless humour of cruelty and smut. Is what he said. Was he talking about modern comedy in general? He's talking about me, let's face it. <laughs> <laughs> Who 
In modern comedy in general, witless. He's got a nerve, hasn't he? Talking about cruelty after what he did to our Queen of Hearts. <gasps> yes, I mean, all right. oh, cruelty. And what about when you're out shooting the foxes? <laughs> eh? That's not cruelty. I know, I don't approve of that. They shoot foxes, I think they just chase them with dogs. Okay, whatever they do. They shoot mm. partridges, don't they? Yeah, pheasants. Yeah. And let's face pheasants. it, yeah. But what he did to that poor girl. Yeah. Uh, and now he's talking about cruelty. And smart, you know, I wish I was a tampon. I know I've said it. <gasps> what yeah. a hypocrite. I, I just... Also, what he likes Spike Milligan and the goons, and I can't bear that sort of stuff. He's a fool. But it's just not funny. Have you ever heard the goons? I, I like know the goons. Know. It's funny. Funny voices. What's funny. Things ying that ying I don't understand ying. because it's from it's 50 years awful. ago. It's because it's from his youth. It's from his teens. I'm not saying it is. I've got nothing against the goons. Oh, I have. Masses against but it. But what is it about Prince Charles? And he's got it into his head that he, you know, he's got things to say about the world, <laughs> important things. <laughs> I mean, I just think, look, you know, you've got the money now, right? Mm. You've got your money, you've got your nice house. You've got right? your ballet. Shut up, right? Just have to enjoy it. Go, you know, sell your biscuits, go and have a ride round. <laughs> Break the hearts of a few innocent young, you know, girls who, who, who think that it's going to be like the princess thing mm. from the fairy tales. But shut up! <laughs> now he's talking about comedy. What's he going to? What's he going to be writing on chortle? Is, it, is that the next step? Well, <laughs> on it's, chortle. <laughs> it's the awkward silence before he becomes king. Because the time when he thinks... I wish it was. It, he thinks yeah. it's supposed to be time when he's king, and then it's just that moment where he's run out of things to say. He thinks he should be king now, so it's like... And, of course, the thing about comedy is I don't like that at the moment yeah, either. Exactly. It's, it's just it's like... terrible. He's, he's flailing around like a... Oh. And he's done that thing as well that people always do when they're not very bright, but they want to sound like they are. He talks mm. about saving the planet. Yeah. Well, <laughs> exactly. Got, I'm not saying we shouldn't save the planet, but it has become the yeah. sort of the last refuge of people who can't think of anything else to talk about. Yeah. Of course, you've got to think about our children's children. Well, my children's child will be king probably, so, you know, not to worry about him, but, you know, the poor ones... Well, I think people feel it's an area they can own as well. I think he probably thinks it's his little thing. Well, he does own it. Yeah. He owns most of it. <laughs> no, that's the Duke of Westminster, I think oh, you'll find. Oh, I don't know. He's, got, he's in Cornwall, that, um, Prince Charles is. He owns a large part of it. Not the whole thing. No, oh, OK. It's not like Judah Not the times. clubs, I'm assuming. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, t- smart and witless. Oh. <laughs> 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 when I think when I think of those flowers on the car, I can't look him in the Frank. eye. Frank, <laughs> no, well, come on, he can't. He doesn't get off the hook. <laughs> Three like... people in this marriage. Just remember that. Yeah, but Ruby Wax made that up. <laughs> she wrote that. That description what? of this show. That was show. Ruby Wax's <laughs> line that she gave to her. Oh, really? Mm. She wrote that moving, <laughs> she, terrible yeah. moment. She There's said there were three... Because Ruby Wax coached her for the interview. Princess all, Diana had writers. And, and uh, Ruby Wax said... She told her to say that. Ruby Wax coached her for that she interview. Did. She did. Oh, wow. no. I'm full of information. I have to say... I'm glad she didn't do the voice. Princess <laughs> 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 Diana did the voice. But it's not that great a line, is it? There's three people in this marriage. Oh, I don't know. I've used it a few times. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I... That was your fault. You should have got out of their marriage. <laughs> oh, oh, dear. dear. Anyway, Frank. I like, we both said, oh dear. Yeah, I wish I felt like out of sync because I didn't say, oh dear. Should we try a synchronised one? One, two, three. Oh, oh dear. dear. 
Oh, you were too loud, Gar. Sorry. Oh, well, he was making up for missing out on the first one. You know what people are like. Yeah, but he shouldn't have made up for it all on the one time because it was too loud. It drowned us out. It's because I slumped forward at the same time. It was awful. Can we do it one more time properly? I'll count with my hands so people at home think it's spontaneous. What else are you going to count with? Well, I could go one, in your two, nose. three, for example. Okay. Or have you never said a horse count? <laughs> a horse count? Are they around in the aristocracy? I think so. All right, let's okay. do it properly. Gareth, you have to watch you the hands. You've got a fist clenched. It looks like some weird <laughs> well, Polish we solidarity. Just, does someone okay. now listen to this on the train thinking, will you get on? <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. So, Emily, what have you been... Um, I did well, I know, I know what you're waiting yeah, for. That's I your to- catchphrase. Stop it, you two. There's something that I have to tell you, Frank. I have an offer for you. Oh, yeah? No, that ship has sailed, honey. But I do yes. have another offer. To <laughs> so do us a voyage of a different sort. <laughs> Which is to do with... I met a guy this week... Um, not like that. He's the boyfriend of a friend of mine. Mm, Absolutely, right, she's done right. very well. He's smoking hot. Is he? It? Yeah. He has also got a great job. He is heading up um, Virgin Galactic space travel. You know, they're going to be doing this in it's about 18 months' time. People will be going into space. But that's not really it. Isn't that one it of the is. things that you read? It's like on Tomorrow's World. That Frank. In, in 2004, there'll be flying. No. It's all happening. Believe it, honey. It's vehicles. very. <laughs> and we started talking. We talked about the radio show. Turns out he's quite a fan of yours. He yeah. wants you to go on the flight. He wants you to go <laughs> he wants to launch into, space. into space. He wants you to be one of the people to go into space. Where, where do they go in space? Well, it's a suborbital mission. Suborbital. Yeah. You get to so see the So just inside the M25. <laughs> suborbital. I used to play suborbital. All Not I know... So you're above the Earth's atmosphere, so you'll see the curvature of the Earth. How oh. cool will that be? It's about 68 miles, I think it is. Um, and on this space, you'll get you'll experience weightlessness for about six minutes. So you'll be floating around in the cabin. Now I do not. I think he didn't say this really? to me. Really, you float around in the yes, cabin for six minutes. You'll do that. It's about two hours round trip. And oh no, and the ceiling covered in hot towels. And <laughs> I heard this. I've heard a room of Russell Brand's apparently booked to go on it. it costs about two hundred thousand pounds, Frank. What about Katy Perry? Is she coming? Oh, I don't know. I, don't, I, don't I mean, know you this. couldn't wear those the... skirts in a weightless <laughs> atmosphere. I don't know about the plus one situation. No. But I've also read that Stephen Hawking, I don't know if he'll be on the same one as well, you. Well, I mean, he'll be stuck to the ceiling like a gnat. <laughs> oh, God. To a windscreen. Is he Is he coming as well? well I don't know if they're all going I'll, on the same I, one I, as I don't you. know if I'd want to go he'll with Stephen Hawking. Track. Oh, the beauty of the universe. <laughs> yeah, but he's such a know-all about the universe. <laughs> you wouldn't get a word in it. I want to be sitting oh, no, next to him and him that. rattling on. Turn that thing off. Quantum <laughs> physics. <laughs> Also, what if you don't get a window seat? What uh, a rubbish voyage true. that would be. Well, I think or somebody thinks I'll sleep, I'll put the shutters down. <laughs> there's only six people on each flight to You're be You're joking. No. Only six. It could be you, wow. Hawking, Brand. Well, apparently Victoria Principal Niles from Barclay. Dallas was mentioned as Victoria well. Victoria Principal? From Dallas. Mm. Oh, there's all sorts going on those launches. Well, that's a bit of a... That's a good combination. Giles Brandreth and the lead singer of Niles Barkley were off... <laughs> Well, I, I think I might be quite frightened. I, I, I went on um, Concorde. Oh, yeah. That's not space, right? No, no, but when they... Uh, it flies... You know, it flies higher than your average... Air, or it did do. It used to fly at a higher altitude. It's no Mac 3, though, but I know what you mean. No, well, I know I didn't need to shave. <laughs> <laughs> but what I... Um, 
the sky was a different colour. It was slightly darker, yes, that yes. you were a bit nearer to space. Do you know what mm. I'm saying? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, the sky's totally black on this. Yeah, but is it that different from flying at night? Well, if you put the shutters down, as you're planning to, no. <laughs> when you fly at night, you look out the window, what can you see darkness and the occasional star? Is that what it would be? I'm glad you weren't in charge of the moon landings. Wouldn't it be better if we just wait till it's dark and look at the moon and pretend we're near it? Well, can I say you walk right into that one? Because actually I was in charge of the moon <laughs> <laughs> I said to Boz Aldrin, I said, look, not everyone can go first. What about Michael left in the mothership? Have you thought about him? He just sniffed. <laughs> um... I, well, I would be frightened. I'm worried it might bring me veins back up once I've gone out of the Earth's atmosphere. Oh, See, your the, the, little face. It'll be like that little chimp going into space. I'd love it waving you off. Yeah, or Laker. Oh. Oh. You know Laker, the, yeah. the Alsatian? He was, a, oh, was, he the, was he the Alsatian? He was the Alsatian, yeah. Apparently, he was. Um, it all came out when he was up there. <laughs> it all it, came he out. Got inco- he was incontinent with fright. Oh, I hope that doesn't happen to you. Well, oh. I know. Think of the state of the ceiling. You and Hawking. Oh, no. But, I mean, I I imagine he'd be a fascinating man to meet, but not on a space mission, because he would go on (laughs) and on. Oh, I mean, I'm not that interested in uh, the stew. It'd be nice to see the Great Wall of China. Mm. But then I could get to China, be Mm. cheaper, and get a better better shot of it, really. You can see it from space, but it's quite small. Yeah. Great, apparently. (laughs) Great Wall of China. Right. Hmm. I don't think it's all that great. <laughs> so, um. Where do you sign? Yeah, well, I, 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 I'd have to. Is, was he serious? Yeah, deadly serious. I'd like have to wear a silver suit with a helmet. No! <laughs> Capricorn, what? It's, not, it's very different now, Frank. What do you mean now? <laughs> like it's been going on for ages. Space travel. Yeah. Because what happened is it seemed to go on in the 60s and then they just stopped. Yeah, well, it was so expensive, that's why. Oh, so what? Throw some money at this problem. It's but good I... that they brought it in the middle of the double dip. <laughs> Let's reintroduce space travel. Can yeah. I use my oyster? Oh, but you know what? Well, it's it's about two hundred thousand pounds, two hundred thousand US. I apologise. How, how long's the trip? About one hundred thirty-three thousand UK. That'll be. Um, I hope they don't present you with a cheque. How embarrassed would I feel if I set you up with that and you had to pay? No, but oh, that would be. Oh, that'd be awful. The, or you'd the, give me the, some evils. There would be a bit of an atmosphere. <laughs> <laughs> you'd certainly experience weightlessness. How long's the uh, How long's the flight? Approximately two and a half hours. Oh, not too bad. And do you land where you went off from? I don't know. I'm not the pilot. I think you're coming in a parachute, are you? On the uh... no, that what happens is you. What do you call it? It's like with the moon landings when you disconnect the shuttle. There's a shuttle that kind of. What do you call it when the dis- one launches from another one in space? Um, <laughs> oh, you two don't know anything. No, I know what you, you mean. Don't know it's, the lingo. Uh, they sort of disengage. Exa- that's it, Frank. They disengage. Disengagement. Yeah. That's what happens. Yeah. That would be scary, wouldn't it? No, no, Mel Caucasian <laughs> and Mel Black. That's the only way, only way to remember them. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner on Absolute.